1: Today's Under the Hood program with Mark Salem is a pre-recorded program. Mark will return next week, so enjoy the best of Under the Hood on KKNT.
2: Now once again,
3: here's Mark. Well,
2: welcome back, everybody. Mark and Alan Salem, Andy and uh, my wife and my granddaughter, Josie, have decided to go shopping. Junkin'. Junkin'. Oh, that's right. It is junkin'. It's just flat-out junkin'. They go garage sales and all that kind of stuff. Nevertheless, 602-508-0960, the lines are wide open, 602-508-0960, and while you call in, we got five lines, so it's not like you're the only one, but you can call 602-508-0960. Harker's Automotive's is at 38th Avenue in Indian School. It's a really great shop. Bob runs the shop, and his wife Ellen runs the front. But the, Bob, between Bob and Jeremy, it's probably one of the best duos in the entire valley. If there's 10 shops that have two guys that are just smarter than heck and they have a wide range of experience, then certainly Harker's is one of those guys. Jeremy and Bob can do amazing things. I'll tell you a real quick story. So a guy brings a BMW and says it's blowing water out of the vents. So when he turns on the air conditioning, it blows mist of water and, and water he can feel. So the estimate from some other shop was $1,000 or more. So he called me and I said, we just take it over to Harker and just let him look at it. So inside underneath the glove box and behind the glove box on virtually every car is a cavern where the condenser or the evaporator for the air conditioning sweats. Well, the water is supposed to fall outside the car. There's a drain there. So they put it up in the air and it's full of water. So they stick a screwdriver up through the drain and all of a sudden they're completely covered with water. So they know the drain is plugged. And they also know that they got to kind of clean it out a little bit. So oftentimes we'll take a something that blows a lot of air and we'll close off all the vents and we'll blow into the vent instead of coming out. And then that way we're blowing into this box and we're cleaning out. So they take the vent off, which makes the hole a little bit bigger, and they fix it. And I think the bill was less than 200 So it's it's that kind of shops that I put in front of you. And Harker's, that's an example of Harker's exactly what they did for a customer that they had never met before. So it, it really doesn't have any difference on how most of us, well, how the shops, the best car repair shops in Phoenix. I don't know anybody who charges a newbie more than an oldbie. It's true that we're probably going to extend courtesies to someone that's been doing business with us for 20 years that we may not uh, extend to the person um, who's there, you know, for the first time. But when I talk about courtesies, I'm talking about minimal stuff. So 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960, and we have a caller.
4: That would be Gail.
2: Gail, good morning.
4: Good morning, Mark. How are you?
2: I'm good. Thank you. Thank you
4: have got a 1998 Chevy S10 with a 4.3 V6. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes, it doesn't happen all the time, when I start the car up, it lurches forward. Sometimes it's, I mean, on, on an incline, other times I'm just flat on the ground. And so it lurches forward, it feels almost like the engine is jumping up, and it'll actually move forward and then, it's like it drops back into parking
2: Okay, so let me get this straight. You're in park, your foot's on the brake, and so you start it up. In Correct. Okay, and the and the car kind of lurches forward an inch, five inches, ten inches.
4: It it may. It's probably more like an inch, but it just feels like everything is jumping up off the engine mount.
2: Okay. That, that wouldn't have anything to do with it. All those engine mounts could be bad, and it wouldn't be what you're talking about. The symptoms of, of bad engine mounts are completely different than what we're describing right now. So let me ask you another question because you did say something about a slope. it? Is there a difference between flat ground startup, nose of the vehicle down, or the butt down? I'm, I'm showing three different situations here. Does it happen in all three of them? It's only when the
4: usually when the butt is up.
2: Okay. Okay.
4: I'm sorry, but is butt is down. Head Okay. Heads up.
2: I'm not quite sure I'd worry about that. I can't answer your question, but I'm not sure I worry about that. When we have a car that's not level and we go to start it, there's we have to somehow or another disengage the transmission either to a drive or to park. And that's always going to be a rough transition because the load of the car, if the butt's down and we put it in drive, then we got to take up a little bit of slack before we start moving the vehicle. So mm-hmm. if you had bad motor mounts, you'd have a clunk on a hard acceleration. If you had bad motor mounts, then you'd have a vibration through the seat of your pants or a vibration through the steering wheel that would go away when you put it in neutral. Ah, okay. And so Not if you- bad. You don't have the vibration in reverse, you're idling, your foot's on the brake, yep. and you put it in reverse, flat ground, put it in reverse, then you put it in drive, and there's no vibration. You don't have bed mounts. Okay. All righty?
4: All right, got it. Thank you, Mark.
2: You bet you. Good luck to you, Gail. Thank you. Okay,
3: we got a, a what would you call that, a surge? A
4: startup no, surge? No,
5: I would say,
3: oh, uh, I don't know, maybe a heck of uh, Lunge. lunge, yeah, that
2: one, well, yeah, lunge is fine because we always write this down because if somebody calls back, we can identify who they are. Okay, we got another caller, Gil. That would be Glenn. Glenn, good morning.
6: Good morning, Mark. Um, I've got a 2013 Dodge uh, Crew Cab pickup. It's a two-wheel drive, and I've got I've got a pinging when I change when I'm shifting into gear or changing directions. Then I thought it was a U joint. And um, I actually had it in the shop eight months ago, and they replaced a ring and pinion in the rear end. And they checked it out; said the u-joints were all good. And um, they're not sure where the where the sound is coming from. And um,
2: do you I don't still know have concerns these, me. <laughs> Do you still have the same noise you had after a ring and pinion?
6: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, it was happening before the the. I I heard it when the ring gear popped you know but it was, i was having that same sound before the ring gear popped
2: so but i'm what what, why did they replace the ring gear to fix the symptoms you're talking about
6: no 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 um i had uh, I, I i uh evidently the uh, pinion, the shims had gone out of the pinion and the pinion had shifted and it blew the teeth off the ring gear okay and okay. Uh, so i had it in for that but at the same time i had it in i told him i had I'd been having that sound of that singing sound. like sound like a U-joint flopping in there, you know? Yeah. And um, they checked it out and said, no, it uh, it was fine. And um, actually they made, I, I guess, they said maybe the uh, the end of the drive shaft where it goes into the transmission, that those gears maybe were a little bad, were a little loose at 213,000 miles, and that maybe uh, that sound was transmitting through the aluminum drive shaft but describe you know, noise in, again, describe <laughs> that
5: i just describe the noise again
3: you said a pinging noise
6: yeah it's it's a it's a ping it, it's a metallic ping
2: so like somebody hits your drive shaft with a hammer
6: yes exactly okay.
2: all right so when, and and you get in and you start it up and you're in urine park the noise isn't there right you put it and reverse your drive and then you have the noise
6: and it's not consistent but it's 40 uh, percent of the time when you change direction shifting and usually not starting out probably but if you've been driving and I'm going from drive to reverse or reverse to drive you know make it a J turn or something and and that's when you hear it's make changing directions in the transmission
2: okay I'd have to hear it yeah it's just it's... well let's let me, let me let's talk about all the options here was this a noise you had before the differential was rebuilt yes yes Okay. And it's the same noise after the differential was rebuilt. Yes. Okay. The reason I ask that is is, is because the slop in the ring and pinion could be causing that ding. And so I needed to make sure that this wasn't why they replaced the ring and pinion, but you had the noise before and you had it after. The only bl- way that I let my guys check U-joints is pull the damn shaft. We can all look at the U-joints and we can shake the drive shaft and we can do all that magic crap that we were taught by the old guys, but that doesn't guarantee anything. So you got to take the shaft off, you got to put it on your workbench and you got to take that U-joint and go north and south and east and west. You'll feel it if it's bad. Now, another thing you could do if you wanted to, this is dangerous, so you, obviously you have to be sure um, get your wife to lay underneath the truck and you 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 get inside, get your son or whatever, get your neighbor. You just got to make sure you don't run over him. But what you're going to do is you're going to start it up and you're going to go from reverse ding and go to drive, ding. The person underneath, if I was underneath and Alan was in the driver's compartment, I'd be touching the drive shaft on the back and that's not going to spin because you've got your foot on the brake. So all you're right. doing is reverse, neutral, drive, neutral, reverse. So I'm going to touch the drive shaft on both ends. I'm also going to look to see if there's any excessive you know, turn on drive and then turn on reverse. But I really think that this isn't going to be that tough. Now, the only other thing could be is you got the idle too high. So if it, the idle is up high because the thermostat's gone, so the engine thinks the engine's cold... Uh, the cooling system's cold, so the engine brings up the RPM because you took the thermostat out because you didn't. You thought it was running too hot. All of a sudden, we're shifting from reverse to drive at 400 RPMs than we normally would, and that will cause that noise.
6: Huh? Okay. Well, that makes a little sense too. Yeah. But yeah, how about this? I, uh,
2: Do you have a vibration at 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 miles an hour?
6: Not at all. It's smooth as can be.
2: Okay. Then it's then it's not anything in the drive shaft of, of significance. Um, I would okay. think that you want to check the idle, and in drive you should be around 6, between six and 700 RPM.
7: Hmm.
6: Okay. Well, maybe I'll get the, get that checked then. So, okay. Yeah, and, and I'm not too worried about the rear end work because the shop, it was up in Idaho, but the shop that did it, um, they're a very competent shop, and they did have the drive line out because they were working on the rear end also. and Okay. And um, so I, I kind of have faith in them, but um, I, I just—they didn't have a clue—and they drove it afterwards, and they said they actually heard it. And um, but, but you drove uh, all the
2: way from there to here.
6: Oh yeah. yeah okay. Yeah.
2: Well, this isn't anything that's substantial.
6: And, no, it's been going on for a year.
2: So. Okay. It. Well, well, the reason I I didn't want to disparage your shop, but I just here's what I hear a lot. I took it in and they said that the ring and pinion's bad and I had this noise. They did eleven, twelve, fourteen hundred dollars worth of ring and pinion, then I still got the noise. How do you handle yeah. that? You know what I mean? Right. So I ask you in a nice way and you clarify sure. I had it before and after. So it's just that's the embarrassing part. We had a customer come in the other day that had spent eight hundred dollars to take care of a noise and she still had the noise. And hmm. so I'm wondering why don't you take it back to the guys who took your $800? And she says, "No, oh, I take just don't. another $800." Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, that's why you always ask for your old parts back. So you, yeah. Well, oh, they did. They
6: gave they gave me back, and the ring the the ring was missing three teeth, and yeah, the pinion was in bad shape, so. Yeah.
2: All right. Well, that's your but wife's fault. Anyway, she, it's yeah. because she was driving the thing and she knocked those three teeth off. It's guaranteed. Yeah. Right. So, all right, Well, listen. Thank you very much, Glenn. Thank you very much. The lines are wide open. There's five of them: six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty six zero
0: two five zero eight zero nine sixty. We'll be back. Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the Patriot Phoenix skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the Patriot Phoenix. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what's your favorite radio station?
8: That's easy.
9: Intelligent Talk. 960 The Patriot.
8: Hello, I'm Greg May, owner of Phoenix Body Works. For 35 years, we've been demonstrating our workmanship, our honesty, our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology, and techniques, so your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts. We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. Then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. Phoenix Body Works, we want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434, Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday.
0: Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Have you ever felt like you were living a life meant for someone else? If you're sick and tired of living a life that feels like a prison sentence and you're willing to entertain the idea that there's more out there for you, then tune in to the Think, React, Lead Show, Sundays at 1 p.m. Follow keynote speaker, best-selling author, and CEO, Dom Falsett. Each week, he pushes you past your limiting beliefs for increased success. It's the Think, React, Lead Show, Sundays at 1 p.m. on 960 The Patriot.
8: When I have an asthma attack, I feel scared. It's like tiny nails in the air poke my lungs. I start to cough. Sometimes my parents have to take me to the hospital.
10: Today, one out of 13 children suffer from some form of asthma, accounting for nearly one-third of all emergency room visits.
8: I feel like I'm choking. It's kind of like an elephant is... On my chest, a little whistle sound comes out when I breathe.
10: But while your child may suffer from asthma, asthma doesn't have to make your child suffer. There are simple ways you can prevent your child's next attack. To learn more, call one no attacks That's one 662 8822 Log on to www.noattacks.org or call your doctor. Because even one attack is one too many.
8: I feel like a fish with no water.
10: Brought to you by the EPA, the Ad Council, and this station. We all play a role in keeping our community safe.
4: Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for
5: granted all the little moments that make up our everyday.
7: Some are good, others
6: not so much.
9: But that's life.
6: It's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to
0: pay attention.
9: Because only you know. What's not supposed to be in your everyday.
0: So protect your everyday.
9: If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities.
0: You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman to save money. We need a new stuntman! You just need feedthepig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at feedthepig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council.
1: Today's Under the Hood program with Mark Salem is a pre-recorded program. Mark will return next week, so enjoy the best of Under the Hood on KKNT.
4: The mechanic raised up from under my... Welcome back everybody.
2: Let me just push some buttons here and figure out what the heck I have to do. Pee. Huh? Pee. I know. I tried tried Pee, but... Oh. Um... now, how about we do that? There you go. I was doing There we go. All right, 21 minutes after 11 o'clock. Mark Salem here with Alan Salem, and we're both at your service. Um, let me tell real quick, talk about a really great shop. Folks, in 1988, I started my list of the best car repair shops in Phoenix. It's the list of today. I know every single guy who's run these shops. I know them personally. They have my cell phone. I have theirs. Action Auto at I-17 in Deer Valley, northwest corner is no different. I've known Tom since 1983. So if you need quality workmanship, excellent customer service, a fast turnaround time, and someone who will listen and then diagnose your problem and give you an estimate, then Action Auto Repair. He does oil changes and everything else, but he's really good at this is what it's doing. Can you tell me what it is and then how much to fix it? So Action Auto, I-17 in Deer Valley, northwest corner. Let's go to the phones. Lauren, you're up first.
7: Uh, good morning. A couple Come of quick on. questions. that. When you were talking about with air conditioning, I heard quite a few years ago, I'm one of these old guys as well, I heard that when you got your air conditioning on, before you get home, turn the compressor off by hitting the AC switch so that the system will dry. Uh, is that possibly what you were referring to? That's
2: that's certainly one of the old wives' tales. Here's the deal, you're right, on the low side, we're running 30, 40 pounds, and on the high side, it depends on the air moving across the grill, as well as you know what the ambient temperature is. But, see, it doesn't really make any difference if you shut the compressor off manually or if you turn the key off. It, it's the same. It's absolutely the same. So if you push the button, compressor comes to a stop. You turn the key off, the compressor comes to a stop. It's the same thing. So but doesn't, one, it
7: drive, doesn't, doesn't it drive the system if you run it just with fan and no air compressor going?
2: Um, well, if you push the button to turn off the air conditioning compressor, isn't that what you're talking about? You turn the compressor off and who cares about the blower?
7: No. No, the blower's still blowing, but it's not blowing cold air, and the theory behind it is that it's drying out the system. The reason I ask is i got a brand-new 2019 Ford Edge, and just recently, and I'm going to be taking it in under warranty, when I turn the compressor off, if I don't need the compressor on, and just have the fan going, I'm getting a real, uh, not a musty smell, but a, a putrid smell coming out of the air conditioning system.
2: Okay. What you're talking about is is on a humid time frame in Phoenix weather, we're going to have the condenser, which is behind the glove box, swept. Yes. And, okay. And, and and you're right, but you might be the first person, Alan. When was the last time you heard about a musty smell out of an air conditioning vent?
3: Well, uh, not not typically. I mean, if if we get a flood car, yeah. Or if we
7: get well, that's, something... this, this is like a sour smell. It's it's a it's sour. It's not musty. It's sour. Okay. And like Are you the brand new car, in... I ordered the car.
2: Okay, are you running it in max or are you running it at normal? Normal, normal. Okay, um, normal is taking outside air, or actually inside air, and, and and we you're getting air from the outside. So if you're smelling something, it's coming from the outside. But maximum, we recirculate like air conditioning at your house. But normal is a swamp cooler, outside air come in and we cool it. Now, if you've got a putrid smell and you think that you're growing mold on the condenser behind the glove box, then all you do is, is don't go to maximum anymore. Run normal in your air conditioning. Don't go to maximum. That'll dry out the evaporator case and put you back where you want to be.
3: How many miles you got on this thing? Okay. Oh, six thousand miles. Car is new.
2: It just started this. I mean,
3: have you, there's, have there's you no lost. miles. Have you just ins- just out of curiosity inspected the cabin air filter? No, not yet because it's new. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I get you. I just didn't know if that was and it's only and.
7: and, and and it's only occasional it doesn't always do it and it only does it when i turn the air conditioning, turn push the switch off the light goes off and it's just outside air because i don't need the air on i just want a little bit of circulation air sure. you'll get this putrid sour smell coming through the cabin real real distinctive like okay. it's it hits you like like a brick wall
2: all right. The only thing I can tell you is I don't think I'd take that in right now. I'd wait till I got ten thousand miles on it, or so. You can call up the okay. service writer and tell him, hey, make a notation that I've got this putrid smell, but I'm going to see okay. because we don't have any idea if we're getting the smell off a condenser or the evaporator that's brand new, right. or the box it sits in, or whatever. We've got a lot of possibilities, and as long as oh, it blows okay. cold, but. But for the time being, if you think you're too wet in the evaporator case, then just run outside air, and that'll dry it up, and you'll be fine. So,
3: yeah, all
7: righty, one last question Is it worth rotating tires, or is this just another way of making money? What's the benefit of rotating tires?
2: Oh, that's easy. If you don't rotate your tires, your front ones will wear out at halfway of the back. Now, the front tires also wear on the outer edge because you turn right and you turn left and we lean the tire out. So you're going to wear the outside edges of both front tires. We need to give those a break. So we put them on the back. We put the backs on the front. The bracks are square. Their tread is square. So now we're going to start wearing that outside edge. The people that, let's pretend that the tires are going to last 40,000 miles. People that don't rotate them need fronts at 20. Virtually always. And I'm using round numbers here. But, no, you have to rotate the tires. Besides that, here's the deal. The guys should check the brakes. They should check the DOT to make sure the tire's not 10 years old. They should look for nails and stuff like that. And and then they're going to check the inflation. That's what a tire rotation is. Those are all good things. Those are all good things. Okay.
7: All righty? Perfect. That's all I need to okay. no, know. Thanks very much.
2: Thank you very much. Ed, how can we help you?
7: Well, I have an oil pressure issue. I have a, a 2004 Chevrolet truck with a 6.0 motor, and when I start it first thing in the morning, I have about 20 pounds of oil pressure. Then, as the truck warms up, gets to operating temperature, it goes up to over 40. Okay. So that's always it's always kind of contrary to what I thought. You know, that good higher high, high oil pressure when it's cold and then it thins out and you drop your... Mine's kind of doing the opposite.
2: How many miles are on it?
7: 230,000.
2: And what oil are you running? What weight?
7: Um, I think it's 530 or 1030. It's whatever okay. the truck's supposed to have.
2: Okay, I, I don't think I'd worry about that. I, I agree that normally we have more oil pressure when it's cold and, and then we lose a little But your 20 to 40 pounds is, is within the okay range. There's no question about it. It's okay. Now, if the oil's real thick, then we can bypass the filter and that could change the oil pressure. But you got oil pressure, forget and another thing else is we also have an oil pressure switch that may give you a different reading hot and cold and we can also have a gauge issue that might be out of whack or out of spec. But if it's twenty in the morning and you're not rattling, and then it goes to forty, you know, you and I can go to Washington D.C. and I won't take my AAA card. So uh, I think those are notorious.
3: I think those are notorious. I'm trying to figure out how that would um, do it for the oil ring, uh, the oil oil pump uh, pickup tube uh, O-ring going Uh bad on those. I'm trying to figure out if. It, how that would how that would affect the uh, the the oil pressure without going you know starting and then going lower when it's not picking up oil pressure. The O rings above the, the the level of the oil, so it's to yeah. suck air yeah. and and
2: then if you drive it and you shake the vehicle you'll see the go up and down yeah. up and down yeah. because yeah. the O rings above the level of the oil. Right. Now to diagnose that you know how to diagnose it. Uh, not offhand. Okay. You just overfill the crankcase and go drive it. Get the O-ring get, the O-ring get the O ring underneath oil. Then all of a sudden, boom, everything's okay. Then you drain the oil and you got to pull the pan and do the O-ring. Gotcha, but gotcha, you. Gotcha, but gotcha. you're right about that. So, really and truly, uh, I wouldn't be dealing with that. I wouldn't lose any sleeping with that at all. I think you're just fine. Okay. All right? Okay. Thank you very much. Appreciate the help. Uh-huh. And um, I have another caller, which is Lee. But, Lee, I can't get you because I'm, I'm 20 seconds away from my 30 break. So if you just stay right there, you're first, I promise. Anybody else? 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Alan Salem, my son. Mark Salem. We've both been in the business for a very, very long time. I'm an ASC master, and he is ASC certified. So 602-508-0960. This is 960 The Patriot, KKNT.
10: If you felt like your kids fell behind academically in this last year, this coming year does not have to be like that. In-person learning, a high level of classroom teaching, safe and Christian values. Christian schools have small class sizes, they're socially distanced, there's better academics, better character building, and they don't have to learn on your dining room table. Half-priced tuitions available now at our growing list of Phoenix Area Christian schools. Go to aztuitions.com. That's aztuitions.com.
1: Have you bought or sold a house recently? Well, you probably noticed a lot of changes in the real estate market over the last few years. This is Phil and Josh, hosts of Arizona Real Estate Matters, which airs every Sunday from two to three, right here on 960 The Patriot. From
3: new industry regulations to down payment assistance programs, price increases and decreases, the real estate market is always fluid and we are here each week to keep you truthfully informed and on top of your real estate game.
1: So tune in each week to Arizona Real Estate Matters to hear what moves and shakes the Arizona real estate market today. That's every Sunday from two to three, right here on 960
9: There is St. Jude. We're here early before they wake up. We stay late. We stay informed. We invest in the latest technology.
5: We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds.
9: We do this not because it's our job, but because this is about our veterans' lives. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there.
12: We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans.
1: Today's Under the Hood program with Mark Salem is a pre recorded program. Mark will return next week, so enjoy the best of Under the Hood on KKNT.
13: And well, well, welcome
1: back, everybody. 34 minutes
2: after the hour of um, shoot, I gotta push right the buttons. Okay, let's start again. Thirty four minutes after the hour of eleven o'clock, and I'll turn off my speakers so there's no back feed on that. And we promised Lee we'd get to him. Lee, go ahead. How can we help you?
11: Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, I talked to you the other day about people with motorhome tires and air. Anyways, the guy with the drive shaft ring. Uh huh. I had a friend of mine back in the day with Peter built and he had a ring in his drive shaft, and we could never figure out what it was. It turned out the drive shaft had a minute crack in it, and every time, you know, you'd change direction, you know, drive, uh, forward or reverse or whatever, it would go ding, and it sounded like a bell. And it was as It turned out they took his drive shaft out and inspected the heck out of it, and found a crack in it. So, but you're anyway. right.
2: You're you're you're. I can see exactly. Now, here's I'm thinking out loud. I'm not saying I'm right. If you went and put the drive shaft on the bench, and you took a ball peen hammer and you just started at one end and you did the 12 o'clock, and then you rotated a quarter turn and you hit it again, I wonder if there would be a difference in the sound as you lightly tapped that drive shaft as you got close to the crack. That's kind well, of might be, yeah,
11: you know it'd be like a, a high pressure gas cylinder we always ring test them,
3: and okay. hit them with
11: <laughs> something, and they go ding, and if, <laughs> if it's got a crack in it, it goes duh. You know, yeah, it's a dull sound.
3: You can so tell. Might,
11: but I remember his drive shaft. Uh, you could actually, when you really looked at it and cleaned it up, you could actually see the little crack in it.
2: Yeah, yeah. How old are you? Did he
11: say me? Yeah. Uh, I'm way older than you are. I'm 73.
2: Well, and the reason I ask you is because I wanted to pay you a compliment. Um, you, you you clearly have been around the block a couple of times. You no. clearly yeah. use the words that we understand and that we use ourselves. So y- you have become part of Mark's posse of gray-haired guys that know a little bit more about cars than the younger guys that have just graduated high school. So that's what yeah, I, I...
11: Cars and big trucks and uh, <laughs> and uh, expensive-ass motorhomes.
2: <laughs> All right, I'm going to tell you my big truck story. You ready? I, I've got a Volvo with a 13 liter, 11 liter, something, and um, so I said to my son, you know, I, this thing's really, really quiet, so I need you to kind of give me a little bit more noise. So he says, okay, uh, dad. So, okay, I take the, I, I, I'm taking a big trailer with a with a tractor on it, and I'm going to go to Payson, and we aren't even out of town, and my wife is madder than hell. And she says, this thing is way too loud. And I say, okay, honey, when I get back, I'll talk to Alan. So we're, we get up to Slate Creek Hill at the top of Mount Orton. On the way down, I hit the jake break, and I mean to tell you, she went crazy. And so I had to downshift and just kind of go down easy because I couldn't use the jake break. So I come back and I say to Alan, listen, whatever you did is not going to work. We need to go to plan B. So he says, "Okay, okay." So then he gives me something. Goes, "Dad, this is in the middle between where we started and where we ended up." And I said, "Okay, it is perfect. It's absolutely perfect." So I say to him, "Tell me what you did." And he goes, "Well, on your old muffler, we just hogged it out, <laughs> and it was straight oh, through." <laughs>
11: No, no, no. No, no,
2: no, no. That's wrong. Yeah, and and so I, I said to him, you know, I wish you would have talked to me before we did that. But I, that's the first time I really understood what kind of noise that thing can make with a Jake break on.
11: Well, the thing is, it's, uh, you know, it depends on the size of this, uh, you know, guys that back in my day were Hot Rod and Peter Belts and Kenworth and, it depends on the diameter of the pipe. Uh, if you five still inches. got, yeah, you probably had five inch uh, yeah. pipes on yours. And the amount, some, it's weird, the amount of flow going through them, uh, for that little pipe, it makes a heck of a racket. And yeah, I can understand. I had a buddy of mine at a V12 Detroit with small stacks like that. And you couldn't stand next to the thing. <laughs> You know, but you take, you know, like you take a C-15 uh, Caterpillar and put seven-inch stacks on it, straight through, mm-hmm. you know, twin stacks, and it has a beautiful tone to it. You don't get any of that rattle and clackle sound, you know. Yeah. And, uh, but, You're right. yeah. You know, hey, you know, smoking.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I took
2: the First
11: sleeper out of the back. illegal. Yeah.
2: Don't say illegal on this show, okay? Just stop that. I took the sleeper out of the back, and then I made a. I had a motorhome place put a wraparound thing with seatbelts for my grandsons and stuff. Now, they loved it, but my wife, oh, yeah. who was sitting up, uh, you know, in the shotgun seat, she made it really clear that she's not driving in that truck anymore. But nevertheless, thank you for calling. Thank you very much. Um, so, when we. Now, have we, that was Lee, right? Right, Gil? Okay. All right. We got Kenneth. Kenneth, you stay
0: there. We'll get you right on the other side of this. The Seth Leibson Show. The party has to stand for more than election. And Donald Trump showed us that. Mitt Romney
2: did not show us that. I think others have not shown us that. But when you have a conviction and a set of beliefs, as Winston Churchill said in the negative, when you have your ear to the ground, it's awfully hard for people to look up to you. You know, you got to give them a reason. And I think Donald Trump showed us how to do
0: that. Weekdays, three to six right here on AM 960, The Patriot. Take The Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Uncover retirement concepts you need to
1: know. Optimize your income. Minimize your taxes. Do it with a plan.
8: Understand the process and challenges of retirement planning with best-selling author Alan Kiefer.
1: Let's get smarter about planning our
0: retirement and succeeding at retirement.
8: Tune in to Top Gun Retirement Hour with Alan Kiefer. Saturdays at 8 a.m. right here on 960 The
12: Patriot. Confusion ever someone or have sudden you trouble had speaking understanding?
9: Understanding trouble? Have you sudden have or speaking someone ever confusion? Have Have you you ever ever had had sudden confusion, confusion,
12: trouble speaking, or or understanding understanding someone?
9: It could be one of the five signs of stroke.
12: Sudden weakness or numbness of the face, arm, or leg.
9: Sudden trouble with vision in one or both eyes.
12: Suddenly having trouble walking or difficulty with balance.
9: Or a sudden intense headache that comes out of nowhere.
12: If you or someone you know has any of these symptoms, don't wait. Call 911 immediately. You could make a difference in someone's life someone you love maybe even your own
9: it's late until wait don't too don't Don't wait wait until until it's it's too late late.
12: time lost is brain lost
9: find out more at power brought to you by the american heart association american stroke association and the ad council
3: there's always a moment of truth where i say look it's either put up or shut up and it was time to put up I had crossed that thin line. It was 100-plus degrees. We were hot. We were on fire. We were yelling our hearts out. You could feel the intensity rising. Even in our tiredness, even in our weakness, even in our pain, we continued to push. I told myself, you can suck up the pain for another mile and a half, and you will be a Marine. Not many people believe that I could do it. I don't know where I got the energy from. I don't know where the pain went to. But all I know is that I had what it took.
12: I am a United States Marine. DFC Darrell Willis serves his country as a Marine. Will you? Visit Marines.com or call one 800 Marines? The few, the proud,
9: the Marines. I'm more resourceful than I thought. My suit can still make an impression. My video games are still game changers. And my lamp can bring others a bright future. Because when I donate my stuff to Goodwill, it helps fund job placement and training for people right in my community. Now my stuff gets a second chance. And will give someone in my community
10: a second chance, too. Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. That's Goodwill.org. This message brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. You
0: don't need to get a second job as a stuntman to save money. You just need feedthepig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at feedthepig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. You have questions. Let us be the answer. 960 The Patriot.
1: Today's Under the Hood program with Mark Salem is a pre recorded program. Mark will return next week, so enjoy the best of Under the Hood on KKNT.
2: Well, welcome back, everybody. 43 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Real quick, let me tell you we have a best car repair shops list that has been on since 1988, you can apply, but you have to hit all the markers. So the filter eliminates probably half or even more of the people that apply, but it's not that they can't later do that. It's just that they're missing years of service and stuff like that, ASC certified technicians. Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing, that family, Thompson's and Vivian's, have been in the business in Mesa since mid-60s. Brian and Thelma, from those two different families, they've been around cars, they've been around gas stations, they've been around car repair for a very, very long time. So Thompson's Auto Repair is the only shop in Mesa that Mark Salem says is a good shop and promises you it's a good shop. They're on Main Street just east of Stapley, and once you meet Brian and Thelma, you'll understand why I like them as much as I do. Let's go to the phone. Kenneth, thank you for holding. How can I help you?
13: Okay, thank you. Uh, I have a... uh 2006 Grand Marquis that I just purchased from a private owner. And uh, I noticed when I fill the gas tank, uh, when it becomes empty, I fill it. And then the uh, gauge still shows empty on the thing. And then uh, and eventually it works up to full again, with no problem. And the uh, last time I filled it, which was last week, it was on empty. And I filled it up and uh and it still shows empty, and then pretty soon the light comes on that says it's empty and and this this kind of stayed there the last week or so
2: so okay it's it sounds like to me there's a there's a there's a a float in the tank with a long arm, and the arm uh-huh. goes to a rheostat and so as the arm goes up and down, the other end of the arm hits these piano keys, so to speak. And that's what gives you your level. I'm thinking that it's not a bad connection because it's definitely tied to where the fuel level is actually at. If it was an intermittent problem, it would happen from low to middle to high and everything in between. So the only fix on this, I'm going to guess, is drop the tank and replace what we call the sending unit. Oh Now inside that tank, how many miles are on the car? 83,000. Okay. If you've never done the electric fuel pump, then you get two jobs for the price of one. So if, and I'm pretty sure your 06 is fuel injected and the fuel pump's in the tank. So when you go in, you do the sending unit and the fuel tank, and you've hit a home run because you don't do them separately. So if you've got, let's say, $300 to go in there, well, you only get $300 one time, and you do both things. My suggestion to you was because of the age of the car, 06, not necessarily because of the mileage, If you're gonna go into the tank, do both the pump and the sending unit. Now, I got one other thing for you. Go to a Chevron station and buy a bottle of Tecron, okay? And put it into your fuel tank, and when you drive it, kind of shake the car around and stop abruptly and take off abruptly, and I want you to mix that. Sometimes there'll be a green moss kind of stuff, like if you don't brush your teeth for a week, and that Tecron will clean up those piano keys and all of a sudden, it'll work. Okay. Try it. You have nothing to lose but six bucks.
13: It's called what, Texron?
2: Tech, Techron. Okay. T E C H.
13: More question? Yes, you can. Okay. Uh, I was on my way to California last, recently, and I had called to get an oil change from you folks. And your lovely daughter said they were booked up, and I was leaving the next morning, so they couldn't. They couldn't handle it and uh, I guess it was your lovely daughter how many lovely uh-huh. dollars you have
2: <laughs> oh, I've got I've got one that answers the phone actually I, I have asked two the, daughters but you I that's
13: the one and they couldn't handle it so I went over here locally because a sticker says it was due for a change and I use a blended, that is so blended on there now this guy told me that uh, he has two prices but the coupon is nineteen dollars and I know the other one without a coupon, is twenty four dollars. I checked with you folks and you up to gonna run approximately fifties, but anyway, uh he's I said, Well, what's the difference? He said, Well we don't have we don't sell regular oil. Every oil change we have is a blended. Is there says does that make any sense to you? That they yes. blended yes. without telling you?
2: Um, I, well, er, this this whole oil thing is in flux. Let me explain. You have conventional oil. That's, that's about a that's twenty right. to twenty to twenty-five dollar oil change. Maybe let's go do this twenty to thirty, so I include everybody. Okay. Yeah. Then you got a blended oil, and the blended is conventional blended with synthetic. But that's what my users. You don't know if it's a ten ninety, or you don't know if it's a fifty fifty. Uh-huh. so no one can answer that now you got the synthetic that's seventy some odd dollars, mm-hmm. but yeah. here's the deal kenneth the mileage intervals to change the oil is completely different for instance, conventional is three to five thousand miles semi synthetic is five to seventy five hundred miles, and synthetic is seventy five hundred miles to ten so how many years how many miles a year do you drive?
13: Oh, probably eight or i I'm ninety years old, so okay. I don't drive too much. But nine. But, but I suppose
2: around eight to ten. Eight to okay. ten, maybe. Now think about this: you're eight to ten thousand miles. Why don't you change your oil once a year in April before the summertime? Uh huh. And you can go all year long without another oil change. And, and and I would do the same for my father. Yeah. So you're at synthetic or at the semi-synthetic or the blended oil. How often are you going in there? Two, three times a year. Well, I
13: just got the car with synthetic. My other car was always just uh, every 3,000. But what blows my mind, the sticker says, and he tells me he put synthetic because he doesn't sell regular oil. Every oil changes with a a blended or regular oil. Uh He put a sticker on there 3,000 miles. And And I says to him, I said, well, if it's blended, why don't you have 6,000 miles on there? He says, oh, it's just a good idea to keep Changing your mileage, you change every three thousand, no matter what you got. Don't you, idea
2: for them. Don't don't you say the name of that shop, okay? okay. Don't say the name of that shop.
13: I, um, no, I, I, I told them that was the last time I show up there. No, I say don't. as I called, I called you folks because I just got the car and I was going to bring it in, but I I was. The next day, I was leaving for California. I understand. I understand. What were
3: you going to say, Alan? No, I was just going to say he said the guy said it was a good idea to change it. Yeah, it's a good idea for them. Exactly. That's Uh exactly what I would say. Thank you. Because
2: that's wrong. That's wrong. We would like to see you every 3,000 miles for a $75 oil change. That would be great for us. We get to clip you both ways. But the idea is is you should tailor the, the quality of oil to the customer's driving. I can't tell you how many elderly lady and men in Awatuki and Mountain Park Ranch to do business with me. And yep. we've got virtually all of them on synthetic oil. Once a year, that's it. See you later.
0: Uh, that's it. So,
2: well,
13: yeah, well, your daughter said the same. They were just booked up by the time I decided i better have the yeah. oil changed before I...
2: This new car on a California trip, but I understand. I understand. Well, just look, if I can give you some advice, Andy is the go-to person. She usually answers the phone anyway. Just give us a couple of days' notice, and you might say, "I'd like to get in, in the morning, and I I want to wait for it because we like those kinds of people because we just get them in and out real quick. And now, also, if we find something wrong, you're there. We'll walk you out and say, "Hey, this is something you'll need to address in the next, you know, five thousand miles." So having the customer there during an oil change is kind of a benefit. But I got to run on, Ken. Thank you, Kenneth. Thank you very much, Bobby. You're up.
5: Hey, Mark. Um, I got a couple questions. I got a 19 Subaru Outback, and when I start it up, when it's you know cold in the morning, I get a pretty loud rattle from the engine for about five seconds. Is that normal?
2: You know, I'd have to hear it, but I think it's under warranty. So I think to get it in writing, which I think is your best, you take it to the dealer and you say to them, "Um, I want you to let it sit overnight and then I want you to start it the next morning and tell me what I'm hearing. Because now they have to write that down on a a repair order, then they have to answer on the repair order. Now you're safe because if 10,000 miles from now they say that it needs a new motor and it's your fault, then you say, wait a minute, I had these symptoms a long time ago and they said it was fine. So, and and that's that's self defense for car expense. So the answer is, is we need to hear it. But the guys that are going to hear it are going to not charge you for it. So the warranty kicks in at that point. So I'm not going to tell you to go to another shop because you have to pay for it. So just take it back to them and tell them to start it cold in the morning. Now you had a second question.
5: Oh yeah, I got a 13 Mustang with only 50,000 on a you know, GT, mm-hmm. and the uh, talking about the air conditioning earlier. It doesn't seem to blow as uh, cold as it used to. Is that normal with that many miles?
2: Yeah, yeah. We we probably, we probably tell people a lot that three or four years you come in and let us use our electronic. Now, we're not the only ones in town that have the electronic dipstick. There's lots of shops. But bring it in. It's cheaper that way. Here's the thing. I'm going to take out 20 ounces of, of, of refrigerant, just clean it up, and give it back to you. I'm not going to charge you for that. So in the old uh, days, hey, where are you
5: guys located?
2: Well, where are you at, and I'll send you to a shop close by.
5: I'm in uh, up on. i in Scottsdale, up on Via Linder and Shea.
2: Okay, go to Blackwell. Blackwell Automotive, 40th and, and Greenway. 40th and Greenway. But what Blackwell. about you guys?
5: Oh, we we, get we where you guys. Are?
2: You can come. We're at Warner and I-10. The name of the shop is Salem Boys.
5: Warner and I-10.
2: Okay. Yeah. All righty. Hey, thank you. Thank there, you lo- Okay, Bobby, thank you very much. Talking about car shops, I'll give you two of them, and they're on kind of the other side of the world from one another, and they do different things. Autodynamics is a shop that's in um, Sun City. They're really, really good at what they do. I've known Chuck since 19, the late 70s. He opened this up in 1982. Um, Chuck is now retired, and Derek is running the shop. So if you're anywhere in Sun City, the only shop that I recommend is Automotive Dynamics. It's a homegrown kind of auto repair shop. It's on a second generation, and as it normally is, the second generation's a little better than the first, and that's in my case as well. The young kids do things that I would never thought about doing. So, Auto Dynamics is on the north side of Grand Avenue, just west of 99th Avenue. Now, on the other side, up north, Strictly Diesel Service and Repair is a Better Business Bureau A-rated shop. They work on diesels. They work on, they're diehard diesel guys for service, repair, and parts. They work on both foreign and domestic, but the not the big trucks. These are what they call light duty, light duty diesel trucks. They're at I 17 and Pinnacle Peak Road, but what they're really, really good at is working on diesels. However, If you live up in that area and you have a Honda or a Toyota or a Chevy, Ford, or Chrysler car, they'll also do some of the basic maintenance on that. So they'll do oil changes and tire rotations and stuff. They're well qualified for all of that. But it's a great diesel place. They know what they're doing. And this isn't their first rodeo, so to speak. Gil, we got anybody in the wings? We have Lenny. Lenny, good morning. How can we help you? Yeah. Hey, hey, Lenny, I need you to call back because your, your connection is just terrible. Either that or your wife's playing the drums in the background. So just call me back, 602-508-0960. But I think what he was talking about is he had a gas gauge problem where it was intermittently low or high and it was unexpected. Um, it's really easy to, what you need to do, Lenny, if that's the case is first of all, let it get as low as you can as with respect to fuel and kind of notice where the gauge is at, then fill it up and see where the gauge is at. A lot of people say it only goes to three-quarter or it only goes to half even though it's full. That really helps the repair shop, and that's going to cut down the diagnostic costs associated with that if you can at least do that. Another thing you can do, if you have a 20-gallon tank, fill it up and run it down to about 15 gallons based on your mile per gallon, and then it should be in the appropriate spot. So a 20-gallon fill-up at 10, it ought to be half. Help us with that, and that will help us out altogether. My son, Alan Salem, is sitting here next to me. If you have a question about a diesel truck, a performance item, lift, lower, tires, wheels, he does the happy work, we call. That's right. And uh, and so electric uh, steps, you do those as well. Tell yeah. me what
3: else you do. Uh, right. Anything. Lots of, lots of diesels. Okay. Um Lifts, wheels, tires, I mean, you know. And I see sand buggies
2: back there. I see Jeeps back there. Yeah. I see um, quads back there. I see all those kinds of stuff. So we can help you out. We can guide you. All you do is call Alan at Salem Boys, and he'll help you out the best you can. My name is Mark Salem. I've been around for, uh, well, since 1979 working on cars. I'm an ASE Master Tech. And I'm here every Saturday um, between 10 and noon, and we're talking about cars. My email address is mark at SalemBoysAuto.com. Mark at SalemBoysAuto.com.